welcome to Wonder Pod. It's the E3 special. I just said craptacular, but I guess some people were probably impressed with E3. Um, joining me this week, as always, he just made it in under the wire so we didn't have to use the magic door. It's Glacinator. Hello, here and very tired for a variety of reasons, but hopefully we'll bear through this mess. <laughs> I'm Stop. sure it will be a big one. Stop playing in fountains and you won't be and molesting stone turtles and you won't be. <clears throat> I saw those. <laughs> I see what I want to see on Facebook and it usually what I want to see is stuff to embarrass other people with. Um... See, it, was, it wasn't my choice to put those up there. I, someone tagged me in those. So you need to just have a heart to heart talk with your friends because all mine know I get editorial copyright on anything I get tagged in. You don't, I kill you. <laughs> it's that <laughs> damn simple. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be drunken scan pictures from 1994 all over my Facebook wall because my friends are jerks and I probably deserve it. <laughs> Joining us also this week, as he always does for this very special week in gaming, and I'm talking short bus special, uh, it's John. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm uh, getting over a case of the shingles, I'm, which has not been uh, the most pleasant experience the last couple of days. It kind of feels, well, today's not, today it hasn't been too bad, but overall it's felt like someone has been giving me a tattoo in one spot uh, and, uh, and one needle prick about every 15 seconds rather than quickly. It's been terrible. Now, for our listeners at home that aren't pre-med students like the man in a van um or were pre-med students shingles is the uh it's the sequel to chicken pox let's use movie terms yeah yeah basically you know once you've had the chicken pox the the virus you don't really you don't really ever lose the virus it goes dormant and um and 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 the, the thing about it is it goes dormant in your nerve in your nerve centers so when it reappears, it's kind of sitting right on an, on uh, nerve sites. So when it does hurt, it hurts quite a bit. I assume we've all had chicken pox. I mean, I know John has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clay Snyder, have you had chicken pox? Uh, no, I had the vaccination though. But, wow, yeah. you're probably you're like one of the first people I've ever known that hasn't had chicken the box. Chicken, chicken in the box. Um. I, I remember my brother got it like in second grade and because he was so upset about it like my mom bought him a Harry Potter train set and I was really jealous <laughs> but like I couldn't I couldn't go near him because he had it and so like I just had to watch like across the room as he built this awesome Harry Potter train so <laughs> there you go that, that's my chicken pox story man I'd have been trying to catch it from him then you could have got it too the train set, not chicken pox. Okay, this is actually about E3. But we are going to do what we've been playing. Because a very, very, very special game came out last week. I'm not involved in this at all. But I am going to talk a little bit about a game I did play later on in the week. Do you guys just want to do like a like a group kumbaya thing with, with Animal Crossing New Leaf? Does one of you want to go first? <laughs> and then Because the... <laughs> you both seem first, really jazzed probably... about it. John, go, you go first, John. I'll talk right, for 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can regulate the, the time. <laughs> nah, I'll just cut it out. 
<laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, so Animal Crossing, for anybody who doesn't know, is uh, is a sim game where you're you live in this town and you you know you walk you walk around. You do very you in New Leaf. You are the mayor of your town, and you do various tasks over the course of the day. The, the game runs in real time, so. If it's right now, look at the clock. It's if it's 10:08 p.m. right now. It's 10:08 p.m. in the game. It's nighttime. Different bugs, different things are going on uh, at at that time of the day. And over the course of the year, different you know you you'll see different things going on as well. So it's the kind of game where you kind of play for a while. You walk around, you listen to the music, you talk to the people in your town, you collect these bugs, you bring them to the museum. Uh, you can also collect fit. You can go fishing, which are, which is also which are also seasonal. Um, you can you can go around and find fossils to bring to the museum. You can buy clothes and you can buy wallpaper and stationery, and it's a lot a lot of collecting and and doing things with those items and building up uh, money in your bank account to pay off your mortgage on your new home, and it's. I remember trying to describe this game to people um, in my carpool because I, I had this game for the uh, original DS and I was playing it in my carpool with all these big lumbering men <laughs> trying to going back and forth to the refinery where I worked and they just didn't get it at all. Like, you know, it's like you know, I was I, I had to say, well, I got to check in and see what the price of turnips are today, and because turnips are, are this sort of uh, uh, you can invest in turnips and and make money on uh, on them, and you know, no one got the charm. There's no adventure. There's no there's no point other than you're existing and and living here. And and as as weird as that sounds, it's a lot of fun. It's it's really enjoyable, really relaxing. You know, catching the fish is is very satisfying. You know, trying to time your uh, when you're fishing, you throw the bobber in the water, and you have to time it right to get the fish to 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 bite and pull them out. Some fish are very, most fish are very easy, but then the rare ones, uh, they'll nibble and bite really quickly and let go very quickly. So you gotta be, you gotta do use some dexterity. Um, but the game, the game's really charming. Um, you know, all the dialogue that you read from the various characters is normally very funny. It's very, you know, and and makes you want to, you know. Keep people who are living in your town because they can kind of come and go. Um, I haven't played as much as I'm sure Glace has. I don't. I don't know if I have a running tally of how many hours I've put in yet. I could look it up, I suppose. But, um, but I'm I, I'm having a lot of fun. I will say that it's it's a lot like the old Animal Crossings, and in some ways that's a good thing. In some ways that's a bad thing, I guess. In that, uh, if you're looking, if you are someone looking for a, a fresh experience. It's it's not you're not going to find it. I guess I I guess it's more of a new a new iteration. Like there's tweaks and and improvements uh, to the to the various systems. Uh, some of your management of your items and stuff. It, it's a little it's a little cluttered. I, I do wish that there was a uh, a separate place in your like you you know you have so many slots in your pockets, and if you carry around your fishing rod, shovel. Um, Insect uh, bug net and your watering can—that's four slots taken up right there. I, I wish there was a, a separate spot for for tools, um, which would, which would be nice. But you know they've added this ability to scroll through your um, tools very quickly, rather than having to go into your inventory, select one, equip it, and get back out. So you know they've made small tweaks along the way, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, 
I'm into my. I I I just paid off my mortgage for my second uh, uh, home payment, or my second. I paid off my second mortgage, my second loan, and so I, tomorrow I'll be moving into a, a new luxurious house uh, with more room to place the various furniture and decorations that I that I've that I've bought. Um, you know, you like there's so many layers. Like, like even like the, the the feng shui of your house kind of gives you a better rating, and if you um, you keep people in your town happy, like pulling weeds that grow on the ground and planting. You know, you put flowers around, planting trees. You get a better approval rating as your mayor. It's it's all such tedious little stuff, but it's you know, it's just a great way just to spend twenty thirty minutes at a time. And uh, you know, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, Glace, uh, I, I've you've been waiting for this guy for a long time. So I'm gonna I'm Wait, gonna put the. Wait, I got questions. Yeah, questions. Okay. <laughs> Feng Shui. <laughs> oh yes! Fucking seriously! Yes. Okay. The Happy Room Academy. Oh God! You two are they never come allowed into to... your house night and rate your house. That's it. So from from if you have green items in the south, you get you get luck more luck, and you can get potentially more stuff. Yeah, I think you have, to have yellow to the north, maybe red to the west. I don't know, but having each item in each area gives more rewards outside of having a house. Mm-hmm. So it it affects the whole game overall. Yeah, if if you have a full set of like a, a furniture collection, let's say it's the you know for lack of a better one, the, the Mario collection, where the where the the couch is the couch is a mushroom and the table is a toad, or you know, that's I mean, it's just an example. I don't know if it's in the game or not, but if you have that whole collection, you get extra rating on your on your happy on your happy house uh, stuff as well. So, yeah, it's it, it's cool. I hereby decree from episode 162 forward, you two dorks are not allowed to make fun of me about MMOs ever again. Because um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> that's what you're doing. When I'm listening to John go, I've got my second house, I'm going, oh my god. Okay, so there is a way to get these guys to do this shit. Um, second question, though. isn't With a game like Animal Crossing, isn't just an iteration okay? Similar yeah, it, to a Madden or something like that. Yeah, it. it I. I think it's okay. I mean, you, you know, you, you definitely know what you're getting into, and uh, you know, with your, on your new system, uh, if there was more than one Animal Crossing per generation, uh, per per system, I think it would probably be a bit much. But, but you know, having having the few years dividing up the time is 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 okay. Um. What, was what do you think, Glaze? Well, what I was gonna one more thing, one more thing, and then we'll turn it oh, over to Glacier. Right. I was, by the way, audience. I was severely tempted to just say "fuck E3," sit here as an executive producer, and let these guys talk about Animal Crossing for two hours. I'm almost convinced that would have been more entertaining than anything we're gonna say about E3. I'd be up for it. <laughs> yeah, I I'd know. Totally, I would thing. totally do that. Glacier could solo the show. You think you're sick of us when we talk about Minecraft? Well, <laughs> let's see if we can top it. Okay, Glacier. You got all the time in the world. I don't care. I'll stay up late editing. <laughs> it's just fun because I know as much yes. as we joke, as much as it's been run around, ran around that I hate Animal Crossing. Um, are you happy with Animal Crossing New Leaf? What have your experiences been? Take it away. We'll see you in September. <laughs> all right. I'll try to keep it relatively short. Uh, probably be about three months, uh, not seven. But... <laughs> Um, I mean, as as Bruce just said, I've been waiting for this game for an extremely long time, and it was the main reason why I bought 
uh, 3DS, when the 3DS was announced back, uh, was that three or four E3 agos? E3, E3s ago? I, I don't remember. But they announced the 3DS, and along with the 3DS, they announced Animal Crossing as a launch title. And of course, they didn't come out at launch, which sort of pissed me off. And then they pushed it back a year, and then it didn't come out then, and then they pushed it back another year. And so now it just finally came out uh, Sunday. And so, so just to preface everything, uh, I didn't buy this in a store. I bought this uh, off the eShop. So this is my first time buying a, a full-fledged game off the eShop. And it was a lot of memory, <laughs> as, as we expected. Uh, I think my SD card is almost already full just from this one game. So and it's a big memory card too. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a 16 gig gig uh, memory card. So if you were trying to download this, just be prepared for that amount of space that you need. Um, but I mean, the download went well, and it was really nice not having no GameStop or anything. And uh, I'm not talking about I'm not even in the game yet. That's how long this is going to be. But uh, yeah, it was really cool just to download it and play it uh, right away Sunday night. So it came out Saturday at midnight, and I played until like 4 a.m. Sunday. And uh, that, that's that's what I really like about about this game. It's it's just that I, f- I found myself recently in the past two or three years, even sort of forcing myself to play games. Like I mean, I enjoy playing Minecraft, and I enjoy playing Halo with the guys, and I enjoy playing Red Dead Redemption and everything. And those are fun games. It's all fun. But I'm never like when I get home, I'm never like, oh my gosh, I need to go down, sit down, and play this game right now. I haven't had that feeling since Animal Crossing on the DS. And I don't know why Animal Crossing does that to me. It's I get really excited and like I think about it even when I'm not playing. Like the past week at work, I'll be sitting working in my cubicle and be like, oh shoot, I need to get on right now. The store's gonna close in 45 minutes. I need to sell my carp or this mm-hmm. this koi fish before the store closes. Uh, which is a which is a cool thing is that in this version you can talk to your your secretary, and you can have you can make town ordinances, and so you can say you can pay ten thousand bells or whatever the currency in the game. And you can say I want my town to be a beautiful town, or a rich town, or an early bird town, or a late night town. And if you choose one of those things, the town will act in that way. So if you buy the late or the like the late night town, then villagers will stay out later, stores will stay open later, things will go on later. And so that I, that really works well for people that you know that may want to play a specific time of day, which really is how Animal Crossing is meant to be played. It's more of a routine game. You get on at a certain time each day for the most part and do your little chores and get off again. And like like John said, there's there's you can't really explain why it's fun because that's what it is. You're doing chores, but I mean there's a certain charm about doing it. I mean it doesn't feel very intensive. Like I never freak out playing the playing Animal Crossing. I sort of go in this zone. And it's like it's like it's like my zen. Animal Crossing is my zen. Uh, the only time you, I, you ever freak out is if there's like a really cool fish or like a bug that you're trying to catch and you mess up and you just get really pissed off. You're like, oh shoot, I wanted to get the, the shark. Or I wanted to get that monarch butterfly and you can't get it again until it shows up again. But other than that, I mean, it's it's pretty lax. I mean, it's Animal Crossing. You can't die or anything. Hopefully not. Uh, you can get stung by bees. But also in this version, you can now catch the bees much easier. Uh, in past versions, the bees would fly at you at like 3,000 odds per hour, and you'd have like a stunk face and everything. In this version, because of what John mentioned, with where you can cycle through tools, through your fishing pole and your bug net and everything, you can switch out really quick, grab your uh, bug catching net, and grab the bees real quick, which is a lot of fun. You know, 
even though it's such a trivial thing, it's just fun to do. Uh, things that are different about this Animal Crossing than the other ones. Uh, the main thing is that you're the mayor of the town in this version, which uh, you can do a lot more things regarding how your town is functioning and laid out. Um, I already talked about the ordinances, which I assume that's... I don't know if there's any more ordinances than that, but that's all I saw. Uh, so you can do ordinances, and you can also make public works projects. Uh, so you can... Uh, uh, you can make like fountains or you can request to make a bench in a certain place and you can put the bench anywhere you want like this is not specific areas designated for building you can like you can put a bench right in front of your house if you want it doesn't matter so uh, I did a I'm doing a, a project right now where I have this bench next to a cliff you know and it's sort of this version is sort of making your whole town customizable as opposed to in past versions it was just your house that was customizable so it really makes the whole game feel more personalized because you can, you know, lay out paths, you can put street lights down, you can make wells, uh, you can, you can't really terraform the earth, but you mean you can sort of lay everything out. Um, also, what's different is that it sort of took a, uh, a a little bit from city folk and Animal Crossing city folk, which was on the Wii. You could go to the city because it's city folk, uh, but this entailed getting on a train or you had to get or was it a train or was it a car? I don't remember. But you had to get in a car, and there was like a really long loading screen, and you'd get there, you'd get off the train, you'd walk around the city, and there really wasn't much to do. You'd get on and get off again. It was an interesting concept, but there wasn't really anything going for it at all. But uh, in this version, they have the same sort of town vibe, but it's right, it's directly north of your train station. So as soon as you get off your train station, you just go north, and you're already in, in this city, which is nice. Uh, Tom Nook isn't the main item seller anymore, which is kind of weird. You have these alpalca pe people, uh, and it's sort of like a thrift shop. It's like a Goodwill, almost. Uh, and they're, they're still a nook shop, but the two younger nooks run it. Uh, this is probably not making any sense to anyone that hasn't played Animal Crossing, so I'm sorry, but I'm getting into all the jargon here, and you can't do anything to stop me. <laughs> but uh, you also have the clothing stores. You have uh, the Happy Room Academy, which was what we were talking about with the weird... Uh, shady uh otter guy um there's uh, there's another few areas in the town that aren't even unlocked yet which is interesting because in past versions you don't really unlock anything uh it's just you sort of already have access to everything and you just buy things as time goes on but in this you have to there's sort of like tiers in terms of accessing areas i think so there's these there's all these buildings that are like shuttered off in the town that i don't know what they do yet uh i've tried to stay spoil spoiler free for the most part so I really don't know what any of these buildings do at all. Uh, and right now, next to the tailor shop, there's like this giant tent fabrication thing. Like It looks like they're building scaffolding. Uh, I don't know. It's weird that the town is sort of developing as I'm playing, which really didn't happen in past games, which makes it more interesting. Um, oh, oh, yeah, it being on the 3DS, I mean, of course, it's 3D. Uh, it's, I mean, the 3D doesn't, like, it doesn't pop out at you or anything. You know, it just makes it, I guess it feel more rounded, and mm -hmm. I, I mean that uh, literally as well because the the ground is literally rounded, and you know you, when you walk forward or north, the ground sort of comes up at you, sort of like you're walking on like a a wheel that's rolling. Uh, the DS version did this, but it didn't really work really well because it was 2D and it was on the it was on the top screen, so you didn't really have much room to maneuver. But on this, it works really well. Um, 
even though the 3ds screen is small it, it it still feels pretty big and the depth of field that the 3d makes is really nice um uh, you can see stuff pretty far away even though like it doesn't make any sense where the horizon line is in this game actually which is sort of amusing um so i mean i've been i've been playing pretty much uh constantly when i'm not at work or talking to people which is sad that, <laughs> that that's my <laughs> life now but uh and will probably be my life for the rest of this thing's lifespan <laughs> um i could keep talking uh but i would probably be repeating stuff and i'd probably be saying things that would not make sense to a lot of people uh even more so in depth in the feng shui uh do you want to talk about uh doing online john yeah sure yeah, why don't you guys go ahead and cover that, and I can finish this doodle that looks kind of like a cross between a scarecrow, a yeti, and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying this. Everybody thinks I love the sound of my own voice, but I'm, like, just kicked back, got my feet up on my fucking <laughs> organizer over here. I'm fucking doodling away on a legal pad. Fucking tear it up. We'll get to right. E3 sooner or later. Cool. Maybe next week. So in in Animal Crossing New Leaf, there uh, and I think um, we have you have this ability in other games, but uh, this is the first time I really took advantage of it, where you can travel to another friend uh, another friend's town, uh, a friend from your friend list. You know, you give your your friend code, and as long as you, you know, and I guess you'd ask them what their name and the name of their town is. I guess so you can know where you're going, but. But what what I, what I had, the experience I had the other day was uh, uh, I went to my my train station. I opened my gate, which which then makes me uh, you know have give open access to my friends to come to my town and visit. So Glace and actually that night five other friends who I had on my on my 3ds um, you know just happened to pop in. You know they, the 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 train arrived. Their their character got off and they came out you know into the town, and you know we we. Um, it's an opportunity to you know to have a little chat. There's a little uh, keyboard there that you can type in you know messages back and forth, but you can also bring and exchange items. Um, my friends brought um, fruit to my to my to my town that I didn't have. So my my native fruit in my town happened to be oranges. So they came and got oranges from my town, but they gave me a pear. Another person gave me a peach. Uh, did you give me fruit, place? You brought. Did you bring? Yeah, fruit I, gave, you... I gave you a pear. You gave me the pear. That's right. And yeah. so, and so, I take that fruit and I dig a hole with my shovel. I bury that that fruit, and now I've got these trees sprouting up. And so, over the course of the week, they'll grow and grow to full size. And uh, on that, and then they'll start bearing fruit. And then I can build, um, grow more, and have a full orchard, that kind of thing. But uh, and of course, the point of fruit is that you can take it and bring it to the, to the store and sell it for money. Now, the, and the fruit that you that is not indigenous to your town uh, is worth more than the stuff that you would than the, for me the oranges. So there's a there's a, a benefit to to exchanging fruit among friends. I know Bruce found it pretty funny that Glace and I were chatting about fruit. On uh, on the Facebook chat, <laughs> what kind of fruit have you got? Oh, I got oranges. Oh, I got pears. Oh, we we should definitely hook up tonight. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, and um, it was pretty good. Um, you, you, owe, you owe me a peach, by the way. I owe you a peach. As, yes. as soon as as soon as it grows, I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah, All right. My my friend Julie, I think she was there when you were there, and um, she tells me that she has lychees. 
and apples and something else exotic, another exotic fruit um, that I don't have. And yeah, she's she's lucky. She has um, she she works at the university and uh, really close to the chemistry society there. And apparently, everybody there has 3ds's and Animal Crossing. So she's she's like just cleaning up with stuff from other people's towns. Is not very fair. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, and Glaze, you can talk about your experience with it. Um, I will say that I have never, uh, in all the time I've had my 3DS, I've never had more friends, co- more friend codes t- uh, passed around on Twitter and Facebook um, than I have in the lead up to Animal Crossing coming out, which is pretty cool because you know I, I think I started out with four friends, and now I've, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I have over a dozen now. So that's pretty neat that. Uh, the Animal Crossing is generating that kind of online buzz, you know, on, on, on a Nintendo game, as basic as the as the feature is. Yeah, I mean, also to talk about the online experience, uh, we co- I commented this on the Facebook chat yesterday, but, I mean, it worked really well. And like John said, there was probably four people in the town at the same time, and there was no lag whatsoever. Everything worked perfectly fine. It was a little bit of a load when people got on and off the trains, but... Other than that, it it worked flawlessly, and I, Nintendo's always you know has gotten you know uh, stuff about not having good online, but this worked really well. And what was also really cool is that because uh, John and I were already friends uh, on the main 3DS not application but 3DS home screen or whatever, we had already registered each other. We actually already were in each other's towns; we were already registered. So. We were freaking out on a Facebook chat, like, how do I do this? I've talked to the monkey three times, and I can't register your friend code. But it was already registered. You know, It was a universal code. So, I mean, just having an implementation made it so much easier, even though we, we ended up making it more complicated when it didn't have to be. Uh, but just uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I was extremely surprised by how well the online worked, and I'm sure we'll be playing a lot more as well. Yeah, definitely. Are we done? I keep going. I know you can, but are you going to is the question. I would rather talk about this in E3. I'll tell you. (laughs) Be quite honest, I'm right there with you. But we've done E3 every year. This show's been on the air, so we're going to do E3 again. I do get to talk about Animal Crossing later in the show if we do talk about E3. So... I will expand upon that again during that time. Cool. Okay. Um, as for me, I'm going to spare you a lot of details. I only played two, well, three. We'll go through the quick, the one I played today, the quickest. Um, I picked up Avatar Wrestling. It's an 80 Microsoft Point indie game. Um, it's a little bit like No Mercy for the N64 in the fact that it's Slightly cheapish. <laughs> some of the some of your fellow avatars are a little cheap, but other than that, it's fun. I mean, for eighty Microsoft points, hey, you can't go wrong. Um, also picked up an indie game, and funnily enough, it's kind of like State of Decay, which just came out for Xbox 360 um, and possibly PS3. I don't remember. It's a survival zombie survival adventure game except it's called project zomboid and the reason i like it a it's 7.99 versus stated the case 20 bucks b it's um 
it's it's only an alpha. The guy's going to keep updating and updating it. Like right now, there's no survivors. There's a sandbox mode and a survival mode. And sandbox mode, you can set the zombies to as stupid as you want or or none at all, so you can actually learn the the game. Um, there's crafting. You have to scrounge. It, it it's a lot of fun. I mean, the graphics are very basic, you know, uh, but it's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, you have to be very careful what you do, even when the zombies are set to stupid, as I have my first game set. Um, cause like some houses you attempt to break into alarms go off in some businesses, um, certain places and things are going to have more supplies you need, less supplies you need. Uh, you know, and, but there's all kinds of crafting. You can build barricades, you can cook, you can do all the kinds of things, but it's really not. All that labor intensive. You can just either do it or not do it. Um, the survival mode, you're pretty much just trying to survive. And the zombies are not stupid. They move it at a couple different speeds in survival mode. And <laughs> you'd better hurry up killing one because usually when you're beating the living hell out of one with a baseball bat, you attract about five more. And in that case, you need to just run for it. Um, but Project Zomboid, I mean, like I said, I paid eight US dollars for it can't beat that and i've already probably played it 20 hours um and then finally an mmo that went free to play and part of the reason i'm going to talk about it is something these guys were mentioning with animal crossing um is rift now rift is made by Tryon worlds the same people that made defiance uh i'll spare you the details of what rift really is but one of the things i found very interesting on top of all the rest of the mmo stuff is I think in each area, or at least in some areas, you have what's called your own personal dimension. When you go into your own personal dimension, you can build stuff. You can build yourself a little house. You can put furniture in it. <laughs> you can do... There's no happy academy. They don't give a shit what it looks like. I'm going for drunken hobo town, personally. Um, this, this is another that drunken hobo town thing is the exact reason why I don't play Animal Crossing. I'm too tempted to do stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was a really neat addition done in a different way. I mean, there's you can get houses and housing of your own and other MMOs, but it's just kind of how rift presents itself and 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 rift is a two-faction mmo meaning good and bad guys or or you know red versus blue uh so it's kind of nice to be back in that again a lot of the mmos i've been playing aren't that way you're all kind of on one team um as of yet i have not run into any enemy players i'm not high enough level um and, and as the name implies there are rips throughout the world where you join in and basically this giant <laughs> mass of players to close these rifts or otherwise it's going to wreak all kinds of havoc. Um, I'm not entirely sure what would happen if a rift stayed open because nobody's going <laughs> to let it stay open. So there's no way to find out. Um, but I've been playing a ton of other shit, shit either you don't care about or don't want to hear about. So um, that's pretty much all we've been playing now. We're moving on to E3, and as Glacinator said, um, <laughs> there's probably parts of each of us that don't want to talk about E3 particularly. 
And not for the fanboyish reasons. Um, I think of the three of us as realists. I think of the three of us as people who don't particularly consider ourselves in one camp or the other. Um, but it, it, it was an interesting E3, to say the least. Now, how we're going to do this, just as soon as I can cue it up, uh, we're going to go through each press conference in the order that they happened, and then we will. I will just give you a quick rundown for it, for it, and then we will basically give our reaction to it. So, first one we're going to go through, without comment or satire or cynicism or uncleverness or any of that. You will not. If you want that, if you want memes, go listen to another podcast because that fucking shit ain't happening here. <laughs> mostly because I put up and I well I shouldn't say I I should I should use the royal we since we are a group I'm pretty sure we <laughs> I've had enough of that crap <laughs> for the week um, so this is the MS presser that was the first out of the gate on Monday morning at E3 um, didn't uh, didn't really start right away which I found a little interesting but uh, <laughs> Kind of was a trend. Um, first thing out of the gate they showed us was a, metal, a trailer for Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Then Don Matic and Hideo Kojima were out to talk about MSG5. Uh, said all about the game, blah, blah, blah. 13 next-gen titles on only on Xbox One. UC Medi from... The new came out to talk about the new Xbox 360. Sleeker, slimmer. It's already on sale. Microsoft is still committed to the to the 360. Um, important to note that if you have Xbox Live Gold, it will work for both consoles starting in July until the launch of the Xbox One. Um, uh, gamers will get or Xbox Live Gold subscribers will get two free games each month. To download, yes, you may have seen or own some of the games, but hey, free. As Pat says, it's free, it's for me. Um, World of Tanks is coming to Xbox Live. It's a 360 exclusive. Now, I know that's an MMO, but it's essentially a giant game of Battlefield MMO. I have played World of Tanks on 360, so even though it's technically an MMO, uh some of you shooter heads may want to give it a shot. Uh, Max, the Curse of the Brotherhood was shown. Kind of a cartoony platformer. They showed a trailer for Dark Souls 2. Phil Spencer came out. Uh, he showed a new franchise, Rise, which is not necessarily a new franchise. It's from Crytek. It's going to be a launch title. They showed Killer Instinct for the Xbox One. It's coming out this year. There's some questions to exactly how Killer Instinct is going to work. Uh, most of the free-to-play games you have require an Xbox Live Gold subscription, making them maybe not free-to-play, uh, among other things. So if you're if you're looking forward to Killer Instinct, I'd really recommend uh, reading more up on it. Um, Insomniac's Ted Price came out and showed a Sunset Overdrive. It's an open-world shooter, pretty cartoony, kind of reminded me a little bit of Saints Row. They showed Forza 5 again, and I do have to admit, it looks really awesome. Um, they showed this thing that's supposedly going to take over for AI that's called the Drivatar. Yeah, uh, they called it the Drivatar. Um, Phil Harrison came out and said indie games on Xbox One. 
and then show uh, and then showed only Minecraft. Uh, Quantum Break from Remedy was showed again. It's kind of following in the fi- footsteps of the MMO Defiance, where there's going to be a TV show and a video game kind of intertwined. Uh, Sword V65's new game, D4. That actually looked pretty interesting. Then Dave McCarthy came out, showed us Project Spark from MS Studios. It's kind of a connect world builder game that you can use smart glass with. Uh, it appears to be exclusive. Um, Mark Witten was out next. Xbox Live stuff. He should. He talked a little bit about the, uh, the uh, game DVR and told us more about how smart glass will become more of a companion, kind of a like a uh, not a controller but an accessory with Xbox One. Um, showed a little bit of what's known as Smart Match, which I found kind of interesting for some games because you can basically search for a match while you're playing another game. Um, more to come as we hear more about it away post E3. Uh, the game DVR will record whatever you want. You can edit it on your Xbox One and then share it with your friends, or and you can also share it to Switch uh, Switch. Twitch TV, which is officially partnering with Microsoft so that you can live stream games. That's kind of cool because um, Twitch is a huge thing. They uncapped the friendship list or the friends list. It's no longer 100. You can have as many as you want, as far as I know. And come this fall, they're doing away with Microsoft points. It's going to be real money purchasing. Now, interestingly enough, I thought that the uncapped friends list and getting doing away with MS points was something gamers wanted. It appears that may not be the case, depending on where you read. Crimson Dragon, it's from the, one of the creators of Panzer Dragoon. Um, Capcom Dead Rising 3, also known as COD with Zombies. Oops, I wasn't supposed to interject my own shit there. Sorry. Um, Nick Ramos is the new main character. Looks pretty brown. It's open world. Uh, CD Projekt Red was out with Wild Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. It's going to be on Xbox One, not exclusive. It's also going to be on other platforms. Then EA and DICE came out, showed Battlefield. Phil Spencer came out with one more new game, What Lies Below. Looks kind of interesting, but not too much shown. Um, Black Tusk is creating a brand new exclusive franchise for Xbox One. Looked kind of roguelite from the teaser they showed. And new Halo from 343. It's Halo for the Xbox One. The price of the Xbox One is 499 US, 499 euros, and 429 pounds. We'll be getting into that more later. Um, the final thing they showed was Titanfall from Respawn. Um, Vince Zampella came out. Look, Titanfall looked pretty good. Um, something you should know is it's pretty much a pure multiplayer game. As far as I could tell, there's really no single player whatsoever. It's kind of like the old Battlefield 1942. Um, you, you know, there's there's speculation that you can play against bots, but for the most part, it's um, you know, it's multiplayer. So, and that was the end of the show. No Madden, no TV shit, very little on 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 the peripherals. They showed games, gentlemen. Starting with you, John. <clears throat> what did you think of the MS presser for E3 2013? Uh, I thought the, uh, I thought they actually had a pretty good show. Uh, the they, I mean, we, we've been talking about their reveal of the Xbox One, and you know, the point I kept making was that it was, there. You know, going into E3, they had to talk about games, and and they really, really did. Um, 
they had some nice looking stuff on there. Uh, I I thought it, you know most stuff looked you know very visually impressive, and they seem ready to uh, <laughs> appeal to the gamers, even though even though they felt that they were being uh, forgotten in favor of an entertainment box. So yeah, I thought I mean I mean on the surface you know I, I thought it was I thought it was fine. The five hundred dollar price point I thought was uh, you know. Not not it wasn't shocking, but it was it's higher than I'm I'm able to afford personally. Um, I'm sure you know there are people who, who certainly can, but for me, you know I, I I can't I can't afford or justify the that expense to 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 play new games when I have so much right now to 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 deal with. Um, but again, that that's just me personally. That's not that's not everybody. So yeah, I I, th- I thought it was an, I thought it was a, a pretty good. A pretty good showing, you know. I'll, you know, despite the, the, you know, the 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 usual, you know, titter of of controversy, but I thought it was a pretty good showing. Glacinator, we know your discombobulation uh, with 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 checking in once every twenty four hours. So if you could keep that to the minimum, what did you think of what they actually showed? The the crap surrounding it we'll get into as we dig into the sewer that was E3. But but what did you think of what was showed? Oh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, my prediction last week was that it was going to be a, a Madden TV fest, and it obviously wasn't. So I mean, that's nice. <laughs> but uh, at, at the same time, game wise, I really wasn't like, oh yeah, about anything. I was just uh, I didn't watch it live, you know, because I, I was at work, but. Uh, at, when I was watching it back in, in my dorm, I was like, I'm watching this right now, but I could be playing Animal Crossing. So <laughs> it didn't really hold my attention that well, which doesn't, which probably is Animal Crossing's fault more than my own fault. But there, overall, it would, I really didn't, it didn't impress me or excite me. It, it was very, I felt very meh about the whole thing. That makes two of us. Um, Actually, that makes two of us for the entire E3. Well, not you. That that pretty much was my overall sense uh, with E3 in its entirety. But, you know, Microsoft, I knew the Friday before when they announced that, you know, there's a used game schematic that's taking away your ownership. Well, not if you don't ever trade the fucking game in, it won't. Uh, <laughs> but... And, and the check once every 24 hours thing, I, I, I knew that they had made their bed. They had made their bed, they'd made their decision, and they were just going to ride it out. They have come up with a strategy, and damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Uh, when you know that you're taking an un... What's the word I'm looking for? When you know you're taking an a path that is not going to be looked upon as friendly to your consumers. Um, and you and you just go ahead and say, damn the torpedoes and do it anyway. I have to give you a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of respect. Something else I have to give Microsoft a tiny, tiny bit of respect for is they just made their presentation and they got the fuck out. They do this year and year in out at E3. And I respect that because I don't need... I don't need a lot of fluff. I don't need a lot of hype. I don't need a lot of bullshit. I just need to know what the fuck you're doing. Let me, as a consumer, make my choice and be done with it. 
And they did that extremely well. Um, in fact, I submit, after seeing the lineup of games and only really being impressed by Titanfall and Project Spark, as far as MS goes, uh, first party, um, I, I, I submit, and I'll, and I'll get into it deeper at the end here, that this, was, this, this E3 was not about games. Not, not truly. Um, and, and it'll be very interesting to see on several levels where we, where we go from here. As far as the games Microsoft showed, hey, they showed all games. I, I again, didn't see a ton I liked. I really liked the look arise. Um, the, the quick time events that everybody's now trashing on. Uh, I don't particularly like them either, but that's not what's kind of turning me away from Rise. What's turning me away from Rise is the fact that it's kind of been through a lot of changes, and that doesn't always bode well for a Vigima game necessarily. Um, there is some truth to the cliche saying of too many cooks spoil the soup. Um, I'm very happy that Microsoft's doing away with MS points. Uh, for games are great. <laughs> if I, if I don't own them, um, you know, but, but as of right now, and I, I'm, I'm not going to be purchasing an Xbox one price really doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, if I wanted, I could afford 4.99 pretty easily, but I'm kind of in the same boat as John. Um, I have like six MMOs sitting on my hard drive that could just as easily take up my free time. Like when I when I say that about the about the games, and not not that I think backwards compatibility is is a, is a feature that has to be there, but it certainly would have made my my thought to buy a uh, an Xbox One a little bit more palatable, just because. If if I could play my 360 games on an Xbox One, I I would think about selling my 360 and take some of that that cash and put it towards one and, and again so that I could have just one box that plays all these discs that are cluttering my rec room, you know, rather than having two. How did you even, how could you even expect that? It's different architecture. That's oh, this oh, is oh, what oh. I don't get. Oh, that's that's not that's not a bitch. I mean, I'm not saying. Like no, I said, no, 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 no. You're, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying it is a bitch. I'm just saying. Oh, okay, I get it. Because I mean, backwards compatibility is dead. Period. End of sentence. I I get what you're saying now. It'd be easier to justify if if it can the, play the 360. Purchase. Right. Yeah, like 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 the way I upgraded my my uh, to the to the 3ds XL. I tra- I I sold my old 3ds so that I could play them on a on a new system. I can play my my DS games on my 3D 3DS as well, right? Right. So it it makes it makes sense to have one one kit that I can do everything. It, it's a matter of convenience more than I need to have it, you know. Right. No. Okay. Because I was gonna say th- this this whole clinging by your fingertips that some gamers have of of backwards compatibility has to be there. It's not gonna happen. It's dead. I mean, just get it through, and I'm not talking to either of my fellow cast members, I'm talking to the audience, in case, just so we're clear, backwards compatibility is dead. And in this case, both Microsoft and Sony have a compelling reason for it. Power PC architecture and x86 PC architecture don't fucking get along. Mm -hmm. You can't make them work. Now, Sony's maybe got a workaround to that, but yeah, I... It it's far from being a sure thing at this point. Well, it's definitely not going to be 
play your old discs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and I mean, our very own Pat Mad made very ginormous fun, I think even more than he does of Oya, about that one company that was trying the streaming business that went belly up. Um, <laughs> so I can't even think of the name of that company now. Um, and, and and what Sony's proposing is by that company's competitor, used to be competitor. So I have some questions, I, I, I think I would say. Um, about that, but as far as MS goes, hey, they did what they 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 did what a lot of gamers I saw on social media claim they wanted. They showed games, um, which again leads me to believe this had nothing. This E3 had nothing to do with games. This E3 didn't have a lot to do with anything that was rationally based, though. If you really, <laughs> if you really stop and spend some time thinking about it, um, because declaring a winner and loser and a hope for a whole console cycle. After the first fucking cannon shot, uh, you're not dealing in reality. <laughs> I don't think. Now, let's move on. Um, Sony had theirs that night. Microsoft was first in the morning. Sony had theirs that night. Sony kicked it off with their same stupid, dumb, prescripted. Look at all of us under 25 idiots dressed up in clothes we don't own and acting like a bunch of pre-taped dorks. Uh, and I apologize because there's actually a few people I'm sort of casually talked to on Twitter kind of thing that were on the show. Uh, but I just, again, I, I'm sorry. I'm very much about function, not form. I don't give a fuck. Just tell me what you're doing and, and, and get the overly done up doofuses off my fucking screen. Um, cause they sounded really wooden and, and either too rehearsed or not rehearsed enough. Okay. So, uh, first thing they did was they showed a video of how great a platform the PC or PS4 is <laughs> PC eh, close enough. PS4 is some, from some of the cr creators. Um, they tried to claim it was just creators, but in reality it was just first party game makers. Um, yeah, one or two shot, cheap shots at MS in that video. We'll get back to that. And then they kind of had some rave opening that was starting to give me a seizure, so I started watching it. And then out comes Jack Tretton, CEO of Sony Gaming, whatever. Um, he does some kind of kiss-up speech to media and gamers, which, as you'll learn soon learn, was really not necessary. Kind of did some... PS3 and Vita love sort of like Microsoft. They were a little vague, but said that there'd be 85 titles by the end of the year for Vita. Some Vita remasters of older Sony games, which for gamers like Glacinator is really a good thing. Uh, showed some PS3 stuff, including a Last of Us trailer, even though the game is coming out the day the show comes out. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, showed a Puppeteer game trailer. Showed a teaser for a game called Rain. Showed the Two Souls, or whatever the hell that Two Souls trailer, um, which I got here in my notes. Two Souls now equals MSG starring Ellen Page. <laughs> I, I got to say it now. I know I'm supposed to be reading this straight, but that game seems like it's taken a major change or something. <laughs> Since the last time we saw it, uh, another Gran Turismo game for PS3. So some Naughty Dog stuff, uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which looked dog 
Okay. Um, exclusive stuff for the PS3 as usual. Grand Theft Auto V. There's going to be an exclusive bundle. All games out before the end of 2003. And then they moved on to the PS4. Andrew House on stage introducing the PS4. I, they really need to stop designing these fucking consoles the way they're designing them. Both of them look like ass as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. They talked about media services with Sony Pictures and Sony Music. More shots at MS. Um, not a lot of details on the media side. And poor Michael Lyons, the CEO of Sony Entertainment, did not look comfortable on the stage. I kind of started feeling sorry for him. Uh, and just a reminder, because I'm a complete dick, uh, Sony Music is the one that had a horrible rootkit for PC about ooh, five, six years ago, um, just so you know. But they're going to have a music and movie service. They're pushing it for gamers. Uh, they had the balls to mention um, uh, uh, shit. Resident, the Resident Evil movie series is a perfect movie series for gamers. Uh, Netflix is going to be on there. Redbox by Verizon. They're going to do some pay-per-view events, uh, live on demand. Flickster will also be on the PS4. And then comes out Shu Yoshida, more social media stuff, more new IPs. First 20 first-party titles, 12 new IPs in the first year of the PS4. New game, they showed a pretty good trailer for a game called The Order, 1886, steampunk-esque. I was really kind of digging that game. But I'm never going to play it because it's going to be an exclusive title. Um, montage, there's titles shown in February. <laughs> Killzone, Shadowfall, Drive Club, Infamous Second Song, Knack. Um, all are going to be launch titles except for Infamous. You know, the first half of this this presser was was felt like a rerun, I, I, I have to say. It's, um Let's see. Oh, and then they showed more crap from Name Redacted 2's line of thinking. The Dark Sorcerer by Quantic Dream. I'm really glad I didn't watch the whole 12-minute mess of that. And they only showed us five minutes, although the Rick roll was kind of cute. Indie game time. And then, uh, Aiden Boys was out on stage. Or Adam. I can't remember the guy's name. Sorry, I have to type this as fast as they're moving. Uh, they showed a whole bunch of games. Um Two guys from Supergiant Games who made Bastion showed their new game, Trish Transistor. It looks a hell of a lot like Bastion on a new cityscape. Um, they're allowing self-publishing and, and are adding an indie section on the PS4. They took another shot at Microsoft. Clay Entertainment, the makers of Shank, are showing Don't Starve. Tribute Games showed Mercenary. Or something like Octodad's going to be on the PS4, Secret Poncho, Ragtag, Outlast, one, A New Odd World. Uh, I got my notes here. Lauren Landing is a cockbag. He deserved to be on the Sony stage. <laughs> nice job on Indies um, from Sony. And then they said they're all console exclusives for the PS4, and I'm not entirely sure that's the truth. Diablo 3 was shown again. Uh, there seems to be a Journey follow-up. Um... And then Square Enix was out. Now this one fascinated me because Squeenix has not has showed the same damn trailer over and over again since the last E3. And I have to admit, as a cynic and as the disinterested, that I was pretty impressed with what they showed. And 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 as we're going to get to, this was a pretty important point in the press conference. Um, there's a new Final Fantasy versus. XII, 
looked pretty good. But then the one that kind of raised the roof, they showed a short teaser or trailer, whichever you prefer, for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's now in development. Um, both are coming to PS4. Uh, they showed a really long trailer of Assassin's Creed 4. Um, if you own the Vita version, uh, you can play as Adeline on in Assassin's Creed 4. They showed another long Watch Dogs demo. I really be glad when that game's out. Um, let's see, more exclusives for Watch Dogs. They showed MBK, NBA 2K14. That's right. Sony showed sports, not Microsoft. I know. Even I was surprised. Um, Bethesda, Bethesda Softworks. I didn't know when they changed their name to Softworks. Came out. And they showed that Elder Scrolls Online is coming to the PS4. That's the Elder Scrolls MMO, which you PS4, lucky PS4 gamers will have an exclusive beta for. Now, that sounds really stupid for you PC gamers in our audience because they're already in beta. Here's the deal on that. Elder Scrolls Online will be appearing on PC, Xbox One, and PS4, and they will all be kept separate. Now, the elitist dick PC gamer in me is kind of happy about that, because I will be playing it on PC. Um, they showed an exclusive trailer for a new game, the Mad Max video game from Avalanche Studios. Kind of like that. Uh, Trenton was back out, 140 games, etc. Over 100 in the first year, 40 with exclusive experiences. That's their way of saying new outfits, guns, and other crap. And then we get to the, uh, the, the, the really important part. PS4 will not expo impose any restriction on used games at all with first-party titles, but third-party titles are at the discretion of the publisher. Essentially, Sony's throwing the ball back in the publisher's court. Which means, unlike some of you irrational knuckleheads that were saying there was never going to be any codes or, or, or Project $10 again uh, and dancing in the streets naked, I hope you all were arrested, that's probably not going to be the case with a third par party. Sony pretty much put it on the third party publishers to do what they want. First party will be unrestricted. Um, there's no online connection. For that, um, I have in my notes, the crowd cheering was really annoying during that and an almost Sony chant. I will get into more later why they took another low blow at MS. Um, and the other important thing for those of you that weren't paying attention or were having nerdgasms over how wonderful Sony is, PSN Plus covers all PS systems, but it's also now required for any multiplayer gaming. The timing of the slide, if you were watching the press conference for that announcement, was spectacular. Well done, Sony. Sneaky as fuck, but well done, Sony. Um, they showed a world premiere uh, gameplay trailer of Destiny. Looks good. Some of the models look a little crappy. Halo. It, it looks kind of like Halo got smashed headlong into Star Wars and possibly hit Defiance on its way. Um, I had to... I had to think personally that the, the, what they showed on the screen with the bun, with the developers for Bungie, some moments kind of look like Firefight from Halo. But that is by no means what the game is. I'm not saying that. I'm not claiming that. Um, and then last but not least, Gaikai Cloud Stuff. It's going to be available in the U.S. 2014. Um, and that is apparently as of this moment, and again, 
the console generation is not over for those of you that have lost your fucking minds. Um, we're talking this time period right here. Uh, I that is how they're intending to stream all the or intending PS4 owners to get their PS3 back catalog. Uh, if you go off of their their initial announcement in February and what came out at E3, I realize that it's almost impossible for some people to remember that February existed. Now, uh, that's going to be interesting because again, Gaikai is a cloud streaming service, streaming games going to require pretty heavy internet connection <laughs> and the ps4 is coming at 399 um there was no talk about motion gaming in fact if you want the eye camera or camera or whatever they're calling it they've changed the name again you will have to spend an extra 60 bucks for that um and 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 at the by the end of it the grand total of of purposeful shots at microsoft was 10 um to Microsoft's shots at Sony being zero. I'm saying that because I like being a dick and because I have a specific point to make here in a minute. Uh, Glacianator, let's start with you since you own a Vita. I'm the only one here without a Sony product. Well, I got a PS2, but that don't count. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even have a monitor that it'll plug into anymore. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the Sony presser extraordinaire? Well, the main reason why I was listening at all was for the Vita, you know, because that's what I have. Um, and for the whole presser, including the part of the Vita, all the really cool games that I that I was interested in were, were, were already announced, either at last E3 or they have just been announced over time since the last E3. So there wasn't anything new that I was excited about. I mean, the most exciting uh, most interesting game for me for the PS4 was was Destiny, and we already heard about that. So, I mean, I really wasn't that interested in it. Uh, and the most exciting thing for me for Vita was uh, Tearaway, which is a uh, it's a sort of like a Paper Mario platformer slash Little Big Planet vibe to it. Uh, I don't know; it looks really fun, and the platformer on a handheld looks like it'll be a pretty fun experience. But that was already announced like three months ago. Uh, Maybe that was even announced at last E3. I don't like. There was nothing new that had me interesting at all. That had me interested at all. So I had I had the same feeling I had watching Microsoft, which was why am I watching this? I I have lost interest already. The, the, neither presser was able to hold my attention span for longer than like ten minutes before I I, I gave up on it mentally. I mean, we were I saw this one live and we were talking in the text chat and i think i said two things i didn't have anything else to, to say even while i was watching because i was so uninterested in everything i don't know if that was just just me being lazy but i really did not care about anything and this sounds terrible but this is how it was nope you and i are in the same boat outside of the order 1886 i saw nothing that that I was like, must have it. Um, John, as a PS3 owner, a man who lived through the hack for the ages, a man yeah. who has been there in the good times and bad with Sony, although this might be their first good time, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm still new to the console racket. <laughs> I may be retiring before it's before I even get too far into it. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the um, PS4 announcement? 
I think on the surface, the Sony press conference uh, was a very really made Sony and the PS4 look very attractive from a, from the price point to the to the all the I mean they showed a lot of games as well and uh, and really you know focusing on the indie stuff but I think uh, as you as you mentioned earlier about the the um, the used games things and how it's you know Sony first party games are not going to be uh, restricted by by any kind of code or fee that and it's up to the up, up to the third party publishers what they want to do that wasn't mentioned in the press conference at all that came out after you know uh, another example would be they, you know, all those indie games they showed on the on the on the on the big screens yeah they're all launching launching on PlayStation 4 but the, like they have I think the phrase they used was they're they're launching exclusively on PlayStation 4. That doesn't mean that they're exclusively on PlayStation 4 only, because a lot of this stuff is coming on, of course, PC, and and a lot of them are coming on 360. Um, and, and, but it's it's this launch, you know, they kept they kept throwing out again and again. You know, we we got the, the exclusive launch rights to yada yada yada, and and uh, it, it's 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 a nice gloss over the fact that it's not going to be their game only so if you're looking for lots of sony exclusives you know they're certainly trying to promote this stuff but it's not their game to 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 have and 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 be the only uh supplier of um you know the 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 um the multiplayer on playstation network uh is 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 an interesting one as well uh, you know, like you said, that, that was kind of snuck in and you know discussed after the fact. But you know, over the course of that that press conference, everything was worded very carefully. The timing of all the all the points that they were making was very was very calculated. You know, and and it, it led to those standing ovations during some of the announcements that they were and the the used game and the always online stuff. You know, it's it was a, a masterful uh, demonstration of. Of um, you know, expert marketing to make themselves look as as good as possible. You know the um, the price point. Uh, you know the is definitely more attractive. But then if, again, if you if you do want to get a move camera, if you want to get a second controller, uh, that's I think they're 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 the the rumors are like sixty bucks for that stuff now and uh, standard and yeah, you know the. I, it's interesting the slant on things they t- they took. Now they showed a lot, to me they, sh- they they the games they showed were, were, you know looked cool to me. I really did uh, think that um, um, the order eighteen eighteen eighty six was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean Microsoft mostly had Quantum Break for me. You know I'm, I'm not a big Halo guy. You know I've always said that, but the you know the the Quantic Dream game. You know as much as we 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 poke fun at Name Redacted. Number two, uh, you know, I am interested in that game, and that's a PlayStation Four um, exclusive. So you know, just like the Microsoft conference, I didn't. There wasn't games that I that I said I'm going to buy that system for that game. But you know, they had some interesting things to show. I will say that. But it's you know, you do have to look below. You have to look below the gloss and and see the re- real details there. You know what I think it strikes me? Microsoft was the dog turd no paint. 
Sony was the dog turd paint. It's really <laughs> what it comes down to. By the way, Beyond Two Souls is PS3. Is that PS3? About one hundred percent positive. It's okay. the net. It's the it's the one that had the oh, twelve the... minute trailer. Look how gorgeous this looks. The game's not going to have any story. It's just going to be you staring in a mirror. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Because you are, th- you're, that you're was... totally right. It was that wizard thing that they show. That was the place. Like, was it what, the, what they planned to do with the technology of the PlayStation Four? Right. I, I mean, that was that was a bit of navel gazing. How awesome it is, kind of stuff. But it is interesting how you know how they're going to use that. You know, to me it was anyway. Like, you know, the, the, it, did, it did demonstrate for me how how good things could look in terms of motion capture. And... That's fucking great. Make a game. Make a game <laughs> people actually want to play. Name redacted to you, fuck bag. And I'm telling you, Beyond Two Souls, it, it, that didn't look like the game we saw last year at E3. Yeah, it, it, it looked a little more actiony, didn't it? It looked like Metal Gear Solid meets 007 with. Ellen Page is the lead, which great female lead is awesome. Don't get me wrong, I like that's fucking badass. But I, I just yeah, everything else so far looked a lot more cerebral and and moody, and this, and this has you know it seems to have more action. Is that, it, it, though then again, it might not be a bad thing though, right? Um, I don't know. I refuse to play anything that cockbag makes. The more he talks, the more I want to hit somebody with a bat. Um, what the fuck was I gonna say? You know who he, he reminds me of? Honestly, tangent for a second is David Lynch. <laughs> I bet he and David Lynch could just have an orgy of how awesome they are at creating beautiful things that make f- no fucking sense and are no fun to view. Outside of Twin Peaks, <laughs> don't send any hate mail. <laughs> Twin Peaks was awesome. Uh, f- fucked up, but awesome. Um, for me, Sony. One one, PR wise. I mean, there is no. You know, I think in the first two years we did this, we did a winners and losers thing. There's no winner. This is to me kind of like World War One trench warfare. Sony moved their trenches like ten foot closer to Microsoft's <laughs> territory. You know, this was a masterful and possibly masturbatory PR job. From the timing to the sneaky shit to the, you know, uh, next day saying that, you know, they're putting things on third-party publishers' shoulders, which Microsoft has kind of been doing too. Um, But, you know, I'm happy Sony is the wiener among the hive mind for once. But to say in any way, shape, or fucking form... That off this press conference, they've won this console generation. You fucking need to pull your head out of your ass. I mean, this was a great press conference. They did it right. I'm, I'm, I'm. Every year when we do E3, the t- the two years and even before that, when I was just watching as a, as another gamer, basically I am now too. You know, Sony always <laughs> just acted like their shoelaces were tied together. You know, and to be quite honest, for the first 20 minutes of this bastard, I thought, oh, God, here we go again. You know, I mean, they're showing a, a trailer of a game that is releasing tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this, today. <laughs> <laughs> it's already been fucking reviewed, for Christ's sake. It's like, uh, nobody cares. Um, the indie game thing, 
it's really hard not to think to a certain extent that's kind of disingenuous. The self-publishing thing, actually, it's not that it's disingenuous. You have to split it up. The self-publishing news is awesome. But the fact that they're adding an indie game section and they trotted out all these guys that make great indie games isn't a console seller. I look, John, almost every one of those titles, except I think uh, there's one that I didn't have in my notes and I can't pronounce the name of that's PS4 exclusive. Transistor. Mm -hmm. I can get it on PC. And as much as I went all the way through um, Bastion, because John kept telling me how great it was, and so I felt guilty for being a dick to it. <laughs> so I actually finished the game and still didn't love it. I, I'm, I don't give a fuck about Transistor. Um, the one thing I do want to talk about quickly, and then I will uh, I will revisit this uh, at, in our wrap-up of all the pressers of e and, and E3 in general, paid press acting like fanboys at a press conference is the got to be one of the most disgusting fucking things I've ever seen. I mean, seriously, a Sony chant started and then died off. And now, now liquored up fucking idiots sitting there getting paid for a living, acting like they're kingmakers like Fox and CNN. Th that I could tolerate a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Here's the part I can't. The rest of the fucking hive mind including jerks I could think of by name, not admonishing them like they were that morning when they were clapping a little too loudly or cheering a little too much at Microsoft's press conference. You are not fans. You are not fucking kingmakers. You're reporters, supposedly. That's why we don't call you journalists, fuckheads. It's what we call you enthusiast press. Because you sat there and cheered because, oh, look, Sony, no use game restrictions, no online F, take that, Microsoft, fuck yeah. Seriously? My fucking God, I'm a complete and utter asshole without an ounce of professionalism in my body most days. And I could behave better than you clowns. In fact, I just sat there and went, good for you, Sony. <laughs> no emotion. I had none when Microsoft was burying itself either. Fuck, if an idiot like me can do it, maybe some of you fucking clowns that get paid to do this shit for a living could show some decorum. And believe me, if you didn't like that little rant, you might want to not tune into the end of the show because I ain't fucking done. Um, it really pissed me off. But let's move on. Let's move on to the press conference that I actually had the most fun with. <laughs> <laughs> and for reasons Glacier said a little bit ago, um, so Sony, you know, has now won the war. Gaming forever is over. Sony owns everything. Yada, yada, yada. Hivemind is a bunch of fucking tool sheds. So then, um, what was that Tuesday morning at an ungodly hour when I'd only had my first cup of coffee because I overslept. <laughs> I was not very awake when this started and Pat and I were battering back and forth. Um, Nintendo had their own, uh, Nintendo Direct on June 11th, the second day. They got out of the way of the dog and pony show, and I'm pretty sure the pony was fucking the dog the entire day on Monday. Um, and did their own thing. Uh, first out of the gate, Pokemon X and Y confirmed, so when Glacinator finally wears himself out on Animal Leaf, Animal Leaf, Animal Crossing New Leaf, he can just go right into Pokemon X and Y. Uh, 
<laughs> whichever flavor he prefers. Um, then they showed uh, a new Mario game. Looks like it's going to be four-player co-op. I have no details on that because I refuse to dredge my way through the crap-ass blogs this week to get any details. We will be doing that as we get further away from E3. Um, but it's called Super Mario World. Or Super Mario 3D World. It's going to be for Wii U. It'll be out December 2013. Uh, new Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. Full multiplayer and co-op. It's going to be launching in 2014. It kind of reminded me of Guilty Gear, to be quite honest. It was actually awesome. <laughs> um, Wii U Party, bunch of mini games for parties, table, uh, table, t- kind of a table party game for the controller. I, it's delayed now, but I don't know. Again, everybody thrashes the mini games, but for a party setting, it looked kind of fun. Wii U Fit's not coming out just yet. It got delayed, too. It really looked like Iwato did not want to be telling us, telling people that. Um, he did apologize for the delay. I, I, maybe it's because it's Iwata, but there's just something I love. I just want to take the dude home and hug him and squeeze him. I just like the guy. Um, and yes, that was meant to be as creepy as it sounded. Uh, Art Academy is in development. They're going to release, which actually kind of looked kind of cool, and they really, they showed some art some people have been doing in the Miiverse. Um, they're going to be releasing some features to the Miiverse for use by artists. Um, it's going to be releasing this summer. They showed a sizzle reel, which is a new term I picked up this week, and I, I kind of like that for, for game montages, um, of third-party games. Assassin's Creed 5, which I apologize, I got that wrong in the Sony presser. I had four written down for some reason. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins, a Batman game for 3DS. Dos Equis, Director's Cut, Disney Infinity, Just Dance 214, Rayman Legends. Yes, it's still in development, John. Scribblenauts Unmasked, DC Comics Adventures, Skylander Swap Force, Splinter Cell Backlist, Sonic Lost World, and Watch Dogs. Not a bad showing of third-party titles, um, uh, if you're a rational-thinking human being. Um, eShop. I did not get all of these, so I apologize, Nintendo fans, but I got as many of them as I could get in a quick hurry. Um, Cloudberry Kingdom, Coaster Crazy Deluxe, Dungeons & Dragons, Mysteria, I think, Mutant Muds Deluxe, Odd World, New and Tasty, which is actually coming out on everything, Scream Kitty, Shovel Knight, Spin the Bottle, Bumpy Party... I'm telling you, that's what the screen said. A World of Keeflings, which was on Xbox Live. A World of Keeflings is actually a really fun game. Don't knock it. It's kitty, yes, but it's it's basically my Animal Crossing. I love World of Keeflings and, and a Kingdom of Keeflings. I still play it every once in a while. Zelda The Wind Waker. I was fucking impressed. It almost makes me want to buy a Wii U. And the Ocean Team. I mean, so Microsoft, ah! Nintendo, much like Sony, kind of knew what they were doing when they played that. Because I was getting the nostalgia giggles. What the hell was that, John? Was it you I was talking to when I said that... Oh, no, it was Pat that I said that the uh, Combo Breaker voice from K- Killer Instinct <laughs> and the Ocean Theme were the two things that made me the happiest all through E3. <laughs> um, it's going to be in 1080p. They're using some the Wii U for new textures and shaders. They've made some changes to the game. The Tingle Tuner will now allow you to throw messages in the bottle to use uh, that that uh, that it will be used in conjunction with the Miiverse that will wash up on the shore of other players' games. The release date, and while he might deny it here in a minute, the date Glacinator will buy a Wii U is October 2013. (laughs) Um, The Wonderful 101 from Platinum Games 
it kind of looked like a superhero lemmings kind of game. It looked really fucking awesome, and it's five-player co-op. It's out August 23rd in Europe. I didn't see a North American release date. Donkey Kong Country Wii U. Um, it's Donkey Kong Country versus the Vikings. New graphics, different camera angles, kind of what Glacinator was talking about. Looks like when he goes into the... I now understand better what they were talking about, the guys were talking about with 3DS. Uh, it's two-player co-op. Diddy and Dixie Kong will be back in it. Um, it's actually Donkey Kong Country Frozen Jungle, my bad. It released at the end of the year. Bayonetta 2 for Platinum Games with one of the most gregarious the vagina shots I think I've ever seen in a trailer. And there's a certain somebody who shall remain nameless. <laughs> it got a picture of it with his cell phone. Oh, the people I know. I love them dearly, but some days. Um, a new mech game from Monolith Soft, which if you don't know who Monolith Soft are, they're the creators of Xenoblade. It seems like it's some kind of, if nothing else, spiritual successor to Xenoblade and actually looked kind of fun. And then finally, they saved their best for last. New Super Smash Brothers! Uh, it'll be out for Wii U and 3DS. The Villager, who I assume is from Animal Crossing, joins the fight, as well as Mega Man. But the one that just had me rolling on my fucking floor was also will be playable character is the trainer from Wii Fit. <laughs> Who I'm, sure is, who I'm sure some people who own uh, had owned a Wii and now own a Wii U would love to beat the ever-loving hell out of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the new characters for Super Smash were not outside of Mega Man. We're not, you know, uh, some some really special character from some other game off some other system. But I thought the villager in the Wii U fit trainer was fucking awesome. <laughs> Mr. John, what were your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct E3 2013? However, I did it before. <laughs> I thought the I thought Nintendo also had a pretty good showing of games. Uh, I do think that they played it a little bit safe in terms of um, the way I put it on Facebook was that. I was kind of hoping Nintendo would go for the gusto and and show some some crazy ideas and 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 this outside the box stuff that is that makes Nintendo Nintendo. And instead, what we're what we're probably going to get are a series of really great games, <laughs> as, as as if it's some sort of bad consolation that they're probably going to be modern classics because you know the the pedigree behind you know Super Super Mario 3D World is. You know they make really great Mario, three uh, D Mario games. The the you know uh, Retro's making that new Donkey Kong game. I I, I just wish that you know it wasn't ju- just a sequel to Donkey Kong. I mean and and you know it makes sense once I kind of really uh, heard more about what what Retro's been going through in terms of like people uh, personnel changes and re- restructuring and you know that. That a a sequel to a game to a known uh, quantity uh, makes a lot of sense for their team until they get settled into a groove of, you know, who's who's going to be where. Um, you know, just looking for more fresh ideas. Now, the Wonderful 101 uh, is a new IP. It is a new thing um, that looks like a, something crazy. I I almost thought it was more Pikmin-ish at first. Like when I when I first heard about it a few months ago. Um, but this time it looks like you're, you're, well, actually there is one part about it that's very Pikmin-ish. Um, 
in the in the original Pikmin, you can use the right thumbstick to make the the Pikmin swarm and move around as a collective group, and you could swarm them on an enemy, and then you know whatever Pikmin got in contact with that enemy would just start attacking it. And with with wonderful one on one on one, like you said, it's like a superhero take on on maybe that theme where all the people that are behind you become a weapon, like they all chain together to turn into a whip and you, and you attack these giant enemies or they could turn in, you know, they all turn, turn into link together to become a sword and that kind of stuff. It looks really out there and, and really Japanese and really fun. And, um, so I, from what I hear, there's going to be a, a dedicated Nintendo direct to that game, uh, at some point before it's launch. And, um, I hope they really push push it hard. I mean, Nintendo needs new new stuff, and it's kind of the point of my whole discussion here. Because you know, Mario Kart is going to be Mario Kart. It's going to be it's going to be a solid game. They're going to polish the hell out of it to make sure that it's a smooth online experience. Because you know, arguably Mario Kart uh, Wii is still the best Nintendo you know non handheld uh, online experience right now, and that was the first one. It's um, I think they did well. I think they played it safe. Uh, Wind Waker looks gorgeous. I'm I'm going to be buying that sucker. Uh, it makes me want to play the old GameCube one actually, but but you know the HD one looks really pretty. Uh, so I'll, and with the tweaks to to kind of from what I understand, it's not just the Tingle Tuner. Um, I I watched the Nintendo Direct developers uh, blog or video blog, whatever you want to call it, and they went into more detail about some of the tweaks like. Uh, at the end of the game, there's this Triforce uh, fetch quest, really big, really long, and right before the end of the game, and that they're, apparently they're 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 compressing that a bit uh, and and streamlining it so it's not so tedious. The boat will have um, the ability, you know, you get this upgrade for it in game that allow it to to travel faster. And the way that the, the reason why that works now is as as the I wish I could remember his name, but he's the guy who's, who directed the original, the original Wind Waker. He said back on the GameCube, the um, just because of the the hardware, they had to uh, um, loading up sections of the map in terms of this big, vast ocean uh, scene took a long time. And so to make it seamless, you had to travel a long time to load the next place you were going to. With the Wii U, because it has the extra, you know, of course, the extra power, everything loads way a lot faster. So then they're able to make it. You know, they haven't changed the map, but they'll, they'll allow you to travel it faster because the load times are, are also faster. So that's pretty cool. You know, if it makes it for, uh, I heard a comment that was really good in that a lot of the people who are going to buy Wind Waker HD are people who have already played it, and to make it more streamlined only helps in replayability. It only you know makes sure people will stick with it and 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 kind of forget about that tedium that was there, even though it was one of the best Zeldas ever. Yeah, I, that I didn't watch the developer one. God damn it, my mouse is going. To well, shit. It, it, it helps for me because on, on the Wii U they ha- and also the 3DS they have all that stuff there for streaming. You could watch it, and so it was it was easy for me just to go click 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 and watch it all on my Wii U. So. By the way, folks at home, we apparently have lost Glacinator. He's still on the call, still showing online, but he's not responding to um, people talking. So I don't know what's happening. Um, 
I was actually fairly impressed with what Nintendo had to show. I said it in our pre-E3 show last week. I want Nintendo to hold course. You know, John's correct that they played it a little safe, but news came out from E3 this week that Ubisoft is refusing to make exclusives for the Wii U until they sell more units. Now, that doesn't mean Ubisoft wasn't as stupid as EA (laughs) and saying that they're not making games for it, considering Zombie U sold pretty well. It's probably a good idea. Um, But, you know, I mean, you have a bunch of third-party games coming. You have Wonderful 101 and the new mech game x yeah that that, that that does look really interesting and and gorgeous to boot um yeah i mean even the mechanics of it looked awesome mm-hmm. you know uh, uh if, if i may i will say that that uh the smash brothers stuff was really fun and entertaining i, I have to give them full props for those little trailers that they put together for each of those three characters that were revealed because they were they were top notch top notch stuff, especially the Mega Man one. The Mega Man one just blew me away. I was like, I was watching it, going, "Oh my god! Like this is how Mega Man should be presented all the time, just kick ass." And like, it's, I, I immediately I immediately thought, if there is a a new Mega Man game, it should follow this style, the kind of the way that they in Brawl where they kind of reinvigorated Kid Icarus and spawned a new Kid Icarus game uh, based on that. Well, it was close to that 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 style, you know, his um, visual art style, you know, his, the art style of the character. Mega Man, man, if they put a new game that looks like looks and feels like that. I'd be I'd be all over it. I agree. Um, you know, that's I mean, I, when they were when they were showing the trailer for the new villager or for the villager. Um. How does he expect me to do a show any type of shit like that in the chat? Uh, I thought, what the hell is this? Is this a new Animal Crossing? Uh, what the hell's going on here? And then boom, and then Mega Man. I mean, I really liked the Nintendo press conference. There was no super serious business. There was no snark and sarcasm that was unnecessary, which I forgot to mention in the Sony press conference. I mean, uh, you know. That's Sony. They think they gotta be cool, and you know they have Kevin Butler and Marcus are dead, but they haven't left that attitude behind. And and especially this year, they didn't fucking need it. They won everything with two sentences, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's what I loved about the Nintendo. It just brought back the kid nostalgia in me, and it it really got me to thinking: Do I really need to get another high end fucking console again? For games that feel the same, play the same. I mean, I was looking at this. We've got this list that I found of all the games announced at E3. And I'm looking at the list of RPGs, and it's just like, ugh. More of the same. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, and, And so there was just something about the way Nintendo handled it and, and just the games that they showed. I mean, hey, if I got a Wii U, I can play Watch Dogs. I'm quite mm. happy about that. <laughs> you know, what other third-party games are going to be coming that are ports, you know, or whatever? I, obviously, they can port to the Wii U, mm. even though the other two are running on x86 architecture, so superior to what 
Nintendo is doing. I'm actually really surprised those freaking arrogant pricks at Sony didn't freaking thrash Nintendo while they were at it. Apparently, their joke writers can only come up with shit about MS. And by the way, they need to hire new joke writers because none of that shit was <laughs> clever and none of it was funny. I mean, I don't. I again, I. I, in press conferences, I want the information. Microsoft and Nintendo did that. Iowata just doing that himself. No fucking pre-scripted horse shit um, that, that led to awkward moments, apparently, in Microsoft's press conference. I didn't see it as that, but apparently a lot of other people did. You know, it's just Iowata. Reading off a teleprompter, most likely. Um <laughs> Mr. Glycinator, now that you're done being molested, apparently, uh, I get the most interesting sh- Skype Oof. notes. In that my... was interesting. Well, but yes, I'm I'm back. Okay. Um, what did you think of the Nintendo E3 2013 Direct? Um, I, I liked it. Uh, it felt like they they sort of took the high road. I mean, I mean that's what Nintendo usually does. They by not really addressing any of the outside issues that don't necessarily pertain to them. Uh, but it definitely felt more, even more so than the high road this time around because of all the nastiness and mudslinging being thrown back and forth with everything else. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. It's just like, okay. It, it, I think it, I liked it because I didn't like the other ones <laughs> so much. And so like, there's something in me that had to find some sort of like hope or enjoyment in the whole thing. And I think I, 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 my, I just fell on to Nintendo for that because <laughs> they were, they were the only ones for me that had me interested. They were able to retain my attention for the whole time. Uh, and uh, like you already, you already brought up uh, super smash brothers uh, that, that got me really excited. And of course I was still, I was playing my DS while I was listening to it. And I was playing Animal Crossing, and the Animal Crossing character came up again. I was like, oh, what is, what is going on? What is he doing on here? And, you know, I was surprised like you. And, you know, he's a playable character. And that's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited about that. Uh, he sort of reminds me of uh, Mr. Game & Watch from uh, the GameCube and, and Wii versions because he's just so random. He's all these random tools. Uh, I hope that there's, like, a Tom Nook skin or, like, an unlockable character. Like, I really hope there's just more than just the Animal Crossing main guy. I mean, I'm sure that other skins will be, like, uh, the girl version of him. But I want to see if there's any, like, unlockable characters. Because I think that they'd have some pretty funny movesets. Um, I also think it's pretty cool it's coming out for uh, the 3DS. Uh, I mean, that just, that just it's, it's making my purchase of the 3DS more justifiable. Which uh, it really didn't feel like the last two years. Uh, I mean, like, I had a good time with Ocarina. But, I mean, that was a remake. And... It didn't really hold me over there for that long. But with the release of Animal Crossing that I just have and Smash Bros. coming out next year, I think that in the long term, it was a good decision. So that, so that made me feel good. Um, now, about Wind Waker. Now, th- this is sort of weird coming from me. But Wind Waker came on, and I knew we already knew there was going to be an HD remake. So, I mean, I wasn't really excited or anything. I was like, oh, here it is. Let's see what it looks like. And, I mean, it looks nice. But the whole time that I was watching it, uh, I was just thinking... Why didn't they just make a new Wind Waker? Why? I mean, they had the sequels for the DS, but why didn't they just go ahead and make a new experience? Because uh, while it looks great and looks pretty, and I love that game is my favorite game of all time, next to Banjo Tooie, I just I still can't see myself 
purchasing a Wii U just for a remake. Uh, I, ca- I can't I can't bring myself to do it. So I, it really tears me that they didn't do something new. And this is sort of going along with what Pat was sort of talking about. Uh, or maybe, John, you said this too on Facebook. I'm not sure which one of these. I think you said this too on Facebook, John. But about how they sort of fell into the same... Uh, not, not trench, but it's, it was the same thing. I mean, it was it was good, but it was what you expected, and there wasn't anything like new that wowed me. I mean, you knew Smash Brothers was going to be there. You knew Wind Waker was going to be there. You, you knew Retro was going to say something. I I, did, I wasn't surprised by any news, so that mm-hmm. kind of disappointed me. Um, I mean, that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it isn't a good thing either. Uh, I forgot what else I was going to say, but I mean, out of all the conferences, Nintendo definitely was my favorite just because I was able to <laughs> pay attention to it the whole time in my short attention span that I have this week. All right, John, we have it on digital tape or digital <laughs> file. He's not buying a Wii U from Zelda The Wind Waker. We will be doing yeah. double secret probation paddlings if he fucking gives in. Because it's making me... I played Wind Waker one time, and I don't even think I played it all the way through on my cousin's system. Or no, on a buddy's system. That was that was Cube. And it's making me think about buying a Wii U. Because <laughs> it looks so fucking awesome. So stay yeah, strong, it's... my brother, otherwise you're going to catch all sorts of hell from us. I mean, it well... looks great, but it's the same thing. There, there's nothing new. and it's, it's Okay, so the other thing I was going to say, I remember now. Um, I think Pat was the one that brought this one up, but about uh, the new Mario for uh, for the Wii U. Uh, I was confused. I thought that was going to be for the 3DS as well, like part two, but no, that's for the Wii U. That's going to be the new console Mario, which was the, basically what the 3DS Mario was. And I understand yeah. that four, the four-player co-op is cool, but I mean, there's it's it's not a huge Mario. It's not a Mario 64, and it's not a Sunshine. And it's not even a galaxy. It, it's like they're taking a step back. And I understand that in past years, Nintendo has been trying to simplify things and make it more accessible. But they're not innovating the gameplay anymore. Like they, like it, it peaked with Galaxy, and then they, they're just sort of going back. They're trying to find their roots by not doing anything new. I mean, this is this is being really critical, but I mean, I feel like I should be really critical with Nintendo because I know that they can make really awesome games, but they're just not risking anything. Cause it'll sell millions. Well, I mean, as will Donkey Kong, as will the Wind Waker remake. Yeah, of, I mean, of that's... course, of course. I mean, they're making the, the viable business decisions, but from a from a, a gamer standpoint and from a really hardcore Nintendo fanboy standpoint, I, it, I've already played these things. I, I want mm-hmm. something. New, but with the same people, you know. So. Well, one thing I found interesting about the Nintendo press conference was was that when they talked about the gamepad itself, it, it, it was all second screen type stuff. You know, you can play you can play Wind Waker off off television on the gamepad, and you can play you know pretty well everything. But but they didn't really talk a lot about the. Um, the the cool things that you can do with the gamepad. Like there was no innovative talk about you know the, the game uh, <laughs> that phrase that I, I i mentioned about mentioned before uh 
asymmetric gameplay doesn't really roll out the tongue, but it's a cool feature that you can do with that Wii U controller. You know, Mario. Um, when, when was the Mario Kart? Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I, I, I was hoping for a double dash type of element in this new Mario Kart, where you know the person on the back of the of the cart would be able to fire and shoot behind them using you know a free camera you know experience where one person is driving with but you're looking at a whole different thing on on the gamepad and firing shells at guys behind you or whatever it might be or even in front so it's um now the gamepad is not being uh featured as a revolutionary thing that you know here's how you play games differently and i think that that's something that that was missing well, it's a this. Nintendo Direct that's like 10 minutes long. That could be coming. I hope so. I, you know. um, one of the things that I, I, I saw in one of those developer uh, uh, directs was the one feature uh, focusing on that Mario Brothers game. And there are some some neat little things that, 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 they, that you can't really get from a trailer, like uh, t- with touchscreen stuff. It almost kind of put me in, put me in mind of the Rayman Legends uh, what uh, stuff that goes on in that, but like you can you can freeze enemies by touching them. You can uh, swipe around the environment and find like hidden blocks that are that are that are there. You can uh, like if you have a platform that's moving back and forth, if you touch it, you can make it stop moving and 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 bring it around. Like it, it it's there's stuff in there. It's just you know like, like you said, it was a short video, so you know more details are definitely needed. I think. But it certainly felt like the focus wasn't on the gamepad being a new input device. True. I mean, and Nintendo supposedly has the most to lose, but if you really think about it, once I got past the giddy feelings because everything was all bright, colorful, and cartoony, and there was mm-hmm. no you know, arrogance and bullshit and basically funeral-esque uh, stuff on MS's part, nobody else is doing anything new and innovative either. Uh, that's uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I understand why Glacinator's not buying a Wii U two th- or a Wii U, and that's fair enough. I I totally get his points. It's, I'm still going to keep making fun of him because sooner or later the inner Nintendo fanboy will crawl out and he'll crack. Maybe. Um, so it's my job to just keep giving him shit. But but truthfully, I mean, that's kind of why this E3. And let's just roll into let's just roll into. Uh, Wrapping up the E3 talk, uh, or the the major pressers. Um, you know, nothing felt fresh. I mean, Sony has won the PR war. And, of course, all but a handful of blogs were just saying how great every game they are, how many new games they got, this, that, and the other thing. But once you peel back the layers of, of fanboyism bullshit, you know, because Sony's not going to have evil business practices and microsoft is um because as i said a couple times earlier this wasn't about games the c3 was not about games the first couple days it was about corporate bullshit versus no corporate bullshit no ifs ands or fucking buts because once you peel past that layer which was just extremely hard almost impossible to do because there's so many people out there clogging the fucking airwaves trying to claim that Sony is the greatest company ever. Da 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 da. This is the company that lost how many people, millions of people's bank info and shit a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody showed anything that 
really grabbed you by the balls and said, hey, play me. I mean, you know, so I, Nintendo playing it safe, yes. But in on the game side, you know, if you just look at the... Take, take out the hardware and all the various and sundry dumbassery that's going on with that. Nobody really took any risks in games. Not Sony, not Microsoft, not Nintendo. Um, that's kind of what I walk away from, at least part one uh, of the E3 pressers. Uh, you know, I mean, we uh, Ubisoft and EA had theirs too, but I'm just going to read off the games here in a minute so we could talk about specific games that we liked, which is starting to look like there was none. Um, what were your overall? What, what are your overall or final thoughts on the on the pressers from the major three companies, John? Uh, I, they they held they held my interest, but I I have to agree. I don't think anyone's doing anything particularly innovative you know it's but then again it is very early you know this this is the launch like all launches tend to be a little safe uh but um from the from the other two i uh i i think i and and i might be i might be skewed by my nintendo fanboys and by i did i did find nintendo's to be the most fun um especially after you know, I mean, I was at the end of the Sony one. I was pretty wowed by what they had shown. But again, the more I think about it, the more I I'm, I see the cracks. And and Microsoft's, uh, you know, it's it's difficult not to be affected by some of the some of the commentary coming out coming out after that as well. Um, it's it's a weird E3, that's for sure. Uh, oh, you least. mean the Don Maddock needs to shut the fuck up for his own good stuff? <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that, and you know, there are games that I'm 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 interested in, and we'll get to talk about those. But it's not it's none of them are from 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 PS4 to Xbox One. They're not. Oh my God, I gotta go out and buy the system right now. Type stuff for me yet. Uh, Mr. Glacinator. Overall, final thoughts. Just wrap up basically what you've been saying throughout the entire thing. Because you and I are kind of in the same boat, <laughs> except I got some more anger at other targets as well. Um, I think this is probably my least favorite E3 of all time. <laughs> I mean, and that's a pretty harsh statement. I mean, even E3s where it's been terrible, like the Wii Music experience, or even, la- even the Mr. Caffeine that pissed me off that Bruce loved. I mean, I was still engaged during those. I was still like, oh, this is so annoying, you know, and I could rant about it or or feel something at, at all. Uh, I'm not asking for a conference to move me, but I'm asking to sort of it for it to get so I can get a reaction out of it. And this year I didn't get any reaction whatsoever. Now, that may be because Animal Crossing was out and I was distracted or I had a bunch of other stuff going on this week, but I... I, I came out of it this week, and I don't feel any different than I went in when I went in, when I went into it. I mean, I'm excited for Smash Brothers because it's an Animal Crossing guy, and it's on DS, and that's really all that I got out of this year, and that's awful. Uh, it was so ho hum that I like I. This I feel it's, it feels like that, that's that's how I if I could describe E3 this year it's bleh. 
and that, that that's how I felt. <laughs> so there you go. That was my enlightened, informed opinion of this week. <laughs> Make no mistake about it, folks. Sony won the PR war round one. Potentially round one and a half, because as John pointed out, Don Maddock couldn't shut the fuck up. Although his statement was true. You don't have internet. We have a 360. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't incorrect. It was just made a dick like me go, whoa, dude, somebody needs to gag your ass. Um, but, but, but really, this all came down to corporate horseshit versus no corporate horseshit. And Sony played their hand masterfully. Um, which, which to somebody like me, who I've said for months was going in disinterested, please sell me your console, uh, really made the, the smarmy, unclever shots at Microsoft, who's already dug them, dug themselves a hole. I mean, don't, don't, don't let the fanboy press and the fanboys crowded around Reddit and NeoGAF fool you. Microsoft dug their own fucking hole. Sony with their smarminess and their quirky little crap that wasn't funny and unnecessary might have thrown some dirt in the hole, but but Microsoft dug the hole. Um, so, but that's and that's in PR. I mean, let's be realistic and rational about this. That's PR. Show me the sales numbers in February. If Sony has a thirty percent or thirty percentage point lead in sales, then maybe you got something. Maybe MS is in deep shit. Um, as as Nintendo, at least hardware wise, appears to be going, uh, you know. But but nobody did a good job selling me. Uh, Nintendo did the best at making me think I want a console, another console. But as John mentioned, and price is really no uh, no big deal for me because that's what I'll just you know put my saving towards if I want to because I'm not married with kids. Um. I have a backlog on, that I could be playing on 360 off the top of my head. Um, Borderlands and and um, shit. John, what was the one that you played that recently that I really loved? The guy in the mask. You could be good and evil. The stealth game. Oh, uh, Dishonored. Yeah, I mean, the Borderlands and Dishonored right off the top. Not to mention the fact that I've got, I don't know, a half dozen MMOs plus Worm Online plus indie games plus Steam plus a Steam sale coming up. You know, this Christmas, I, you got to pull me in, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not even going to say that Sony's childlike antics and cheap shots pushed me further away. Uh, no, I, I mean, Sony did it right this time to appeal to the perception as reality crowd. I mean, they absolutely hammered Microsoft, um, but but. Uh, Really, both Microsoft and Sony are trying to pull away the not <laughs> Borg-like crowd, the, the the crowd that really doesn't have any hard allegiances. Believe you me, people that just absolutely love Microsoft to death are going to grumble, are going to bitch, but they're going to buy an Xbox One anyway. People that are just humongous Sony fanboys are going to buy a PS4 and, and, and make very unclever memes about the Xbox One to clog up my social media with. Oh, by the way, um, the X-Bone joke wasn't funny the first time, and please stop using it as a hashtag, especially if you're fucking paid media. It was dumb the first time I saw it. I'm really fucking sick of it now. Um, but but the disinterested, 
or or the people not tied into consoles. I don't think either of them did a super good job totally selling. I mean, the people that, that you know, there's going to be some people that go over due to the used game thing. Um, but, but like John said, Sony's left enough cracks in their presentation that we have no idea what it's going to be like next E3. We could be talking a totally different ball game. And, and a final note to wrap up E3, um, you know, the games press, just in general, just, as I said earlier, thoroughly disgusted me this time around. I mean, worse than usual. You fuckers get paid to do that shit? I mean, on top of the cheering and acting like fucking toddlers at the Sony press conference, I just see all this stuff just heaping love on Sony, heaping love on Sony first-party games that if you're actually looking at them with a critical eye, don't look that great. I mean, it's pathetic. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking, you know, bottom of the barrel like IGN and Cold Taco. Uh, I, I'm talking blogs that really should have known better. I mean, it, it just got really, really pathetic. And, and, and I need to remind you, fuckers, once again, you're not kingmakers. You don't drive sales. You are there to report and let us figure it out. End of story. I hope, like, fuck, I never hear cheering like that again. I don't give a shit what Sony's announcing. It was a jaw dropper. It was a really awesome consumer thing for them to do, as long as it lasts. Um, but, but sorry, not not when your job is to report, is to sit there, listen, and report, not fucking act like a two year old. Um, I, although I do, before we move to games, and the show is running really long, I do want to send shout outs to Sophie Perel, I think I got her name right, and Ben Couture of Penny Arcade Report. Those two. Did it right. I watched them on Twitter. I read a lot of the shit Penny Arcade Report did. Uh, Prell was even trying to attempt to have a reasonable and rational debate about the two different consoles and the ins and outs of the DRM on Twitter and just finally gave up because other people were acting like idiots. Um, I mean, some some journals and some some enthusiast press, you know, fully flat out said, I'm, I'm not paying that much attention. I'm just making jokes. And I, I'm kind of okay with that, but it's it's pushing it. Um, hey, the man in the van's got a kind of general overall E3 rant. We're going to throw it in here. Um, I don't think it was recorded in the rain this time, though. So for those of you that like those ones, sorry. Uh, take it away, man in the van. What is going on, people? Pat man, he's in his van. But I don't think there's much of a rant for this week. At least, I don't think so. E3 was upon us. It's come, it's gone. It was pretty impressive. I mean, you got the PlayStation 4 coming out hitting so strongly. Probably won the show if there's a contest for winning the show. They did really good public relations and really made Microsoft look like the bad guys. Even though Sony will probably follow suit in most of those things that everybody hates about the Xbox One sometime in the, this generation. But for now, Sony did a great job of making Microsoft look like the bad guys. The Xbox One, well, <laughs> Microsoft's head honchos really need to keep their mouths shut. They keep digging themselves deeper and deeper into a hole. 
The always online thing isn't always online, people. It's once every 24 hours it checks in. If you're like me and you have a good connection, reliable connection, this isn't a big deal at all. I've never had my internet down for 24 hours. It's been down for two hours. It's been down for an hour, but never 24 hours. And that's what you need, 24 hours without a connection. Until then, now you can't play your games. It's a stupid idea, but it's not the end of the world. And most people have an internet connection. They're actually right. For those of you like our very own Glacinator, who this might be a problem for, I feel sorry for you, dude. You might have to get the PlayStation 4 now. <coughs> but hey, PlayStation 4 looks like a really good console, so you're not going to be missing out too much. I just think things have been exaggerated on the cesspools of the internet. Like Reddit, or re-edit, or whatever the fuck that cesspool is. And the IGN message, board, message boards. <laughs> Even worse, in YouTube comments. If you're basing your judgment on what console to buy based on the douchebags on the internet, especially on Reddit, I'd take a shit and eat it before I'll take the opinions of people on Reddit. But if you are, well, you're not the smartest guy. Or girl. Now let's talk about the used games. The used games on the Xbox One, <coughs> that's a bit of a problem. They're digging themselves into a hole Sony is really capitalizing this, capitalizing on this. I don't know. I mean, it's a huge problem for some people, but not for me. I've only bought two, three used games this entire generation. So for me, the used game thing doesn't really matter. It's funny because the people who scream the loudest about what bullshit the used game thing on the Xbox One are, they're the people that are buying used games all the time. You know, they'll say they support the industry, they love the industry, but if you ask them, they'll also tell you that they'll save $4.99 on a used copy of Gears of War Judgment and not support the developers. I mean, come on. There's nothing wrong with buying the occasional used game, but if all you've been doing all generation long is buying used games or predominantly buying used games don't tell me that you love the industry because I'll punch you in the throat you can't support the industry support the developers support the publishers support the console makers by doing nothing but buying used games you douchebag are the problem you, dickface, are the reason why Microsoft did this in the first place. So really, to be honest, for a lot of people, including myself, the once-a-day online is not a problem. It's not. The used game thing is a very, very minor problem. If you're a douche who never supports the industry and does nothing but buy used games, too bad. You created the monster. Anyways, <coughs> I'm probably going to buy an Xbox One. I mean, Connect, my son and I, my son will be close to two years old. 
you know, I've been playing Connect with kids as young as three. It's fun. In the future, we're going to have a ton of fun with Connect 2.0. And then there's also the 15 or 16 exclusive titles in the first year. That's pretty awesome. So really, it doesn't matter which console you choose as long as you have fun. Hell, even the Wii U is good. But please, please, don't let some shitbag on Reddit or some moron on IGN message, message boards or YouTube make your decision for you. What games will you like the most? What system are you going to enjoy? Then buy that system. It doesn't matter what the douches think. Finally, I like to talk about the Nintendo Direct. First of all, guys, <coughs> congratulations, you got some nice games coming out. Thank God, now my Wii U will get some use out of it. But to be honest, I was expecting a little bit more out of the Super Mario game. The Super Mario 3D Land 2, or whatever the fuck it's called, it looks fun. But it's not the epicness of a Mario 64. It's not the innovation of Mario 64. The epicness of Mario Galaxy. It's not even Mario Sunshine, for fuck's sakes, with a water gun. But, does that mean it's going to be bad? No. It's going to be good. It just... I don't know. This will be the second Super Mario platform game that isn't the epic 3D one that everybody wants. Still, I'm looking forward to it. New Donkey Kong Country game is great. Great series. Loved it since the days of Rare. But I was hoping Retro Studios maybe was working on Star Fox or something. But still, it's good. Smash Brothers with Mega Man and the bitch from Wii Fit. That's always good. The best game on the Nintendo Direct that I saw wasn't the Vagina Shot from uh, whatever that vagina game is from Sega. <laughs> it was Mario Kart. <coughs> Mario Kart 8 looks amazing. Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS was good, but it didn't have as much wow to it. This one's awesome. It looks like F-Zero merged with Mario Kart, merged with I don't know what awesomeness. So the Nintendo Directs were good. Some really good stuff. A little bit disappointed with the Mario, but I'm still going to enjoy it. As for Sony, they came out and they probably won E3. But that's not going to convince me to suddenly buy a Sony system. I've always loved Nintendo, and I've liked Microsoft. And there's too many games on the Microsoft Xbox One I want to play to ignore it because boo-hoo-hoo, they're going to check me once every 24 hours. And boo-hoo-hoo, I can't... Stop supporting the industry and do nothing but buy used games. Hey, if that's what you want to do, do it. Have fun, guys. E3 was good. I liked it. I'm rambling on here. So, Patman's going to stop. Once again, I hope everybody had fun. Patman is out. In my van. Until next time. Have fun playing game, guys. Batman is out. Woo! Okay, that was our man in the van with his rant. And now we're going to move on to games. Games that we saw, things of that nature. 
for those of you who don't know, Ubisoft and Electronic Arts both had their own press conferences. Seemed really un- unnecessary to me, but uh, since we have write-ups specifically for those, and you'd have no idea how hard it is for us to find fucking a good list of games that were shown at E3 outside of the, you know, pressers. Um, from Ubisoft, first up, here's the games that they showed or announced. Rocksmith 2014, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Rayman Legends, The Mighty, Quest for the Epic Loot, South Park, The Stick of Truth, The Crew, Watch Dogs, Just Dance 2014, Rabbids Invasion, it's an interactive TV show, Assassin's Creed 5, Black Flag, Trials Fusion for consoles, Trials Frontier for mobile devices, Tom Clancy's The Division, which is a third-person MMO, The Division. Also, Trials Fusion is now a racing and trick game. God, I hope not with the fucking sponge physics that the suspension on their bikes had in their other Trials games. Um, EA announced... Peggle 2, Titanfall, which is the new game from Respawn, Star Wars Battlefront, which is just now in early development, I imagine, Need for Speed Rivals, Need for Speed a feature film, why they announced that at a game thing, I do not know, Dragon Age Inquisition, maybe they're actually going to put the developers of the original Dragon Age on a rack, NBA Live 14, Madden NFL 25, FIFA 14, UFC Battlefield 4, and Mirror's Edge 2. Um, and of course I also, if you guys were actually paying attention, gave you a list of other games that you could pick from to tell me, um, that you really loved. Uh, John, let's start with you because I think you had the most enthusiastic out of the three of us. (laughs) What's one or two games that you saw that you're like, okay, I got to pay a little more attention to this. Yeah, I think, uh, the announcement of Mirror's Edge 2 was a big deal for me. I've, I've, I've. And and for a lot of gamers actually, because that first game uh, was was really good and really something unique and, and in the first person genre. And you know it didn't do very well, um, but I, I did. I never thought a sequel would be coming out of that. So yeah, that was really that was for me really really cool to see. Uh, Star, Star Wars Battlefront would be another one that I, I'm I'm down for. Um, of course, Rayman Legends, uh, Watch Dogs. But th- those are games that we've seen. You know, lots of uh, already, but it, you know, in terms of new stuff, uh, unannounced. You know, Star Wars Battlefront and Mirror's Edge too. Glacinator! Outside of Super Smash Brothers, what did you see that you liked? Um, I mean, like John, I guess I was excited for Mirror's Edge too because I liked the game, but not anything else. I'm being totally honest here. I was not excited by any new announcement because I was looking for something to surprise me. I mean, we had already heard rumors about mirror's edge. Uh, it was nice to see it. I'm, I'm struggling to to think of something that I liked. (laughs) I can't think of anything. I didn't like anything. There you go. Um, a hundred percent honest. I didn't like anything. I, I, just to be clear, are we just talking about EA and, and Ubisoft? We're we talking no. overall as well. No, I said, and I gave you guys a list to peruse for overall. Oh, the yeah, overall. overall, yeah. Overall, yeah. I, didn't yeah. Like, I didn't like anything. I mean, there's, I mean, there's stuff I'm excited for, but I'd already known enough information about it. I mean, I guess if you, if I can stretch it here, I mean, I'm pretty excited for uh, Batman Arkham Origins for a. Uh, for the Vita, now, that, that seems like it'll be pretty cool. It sort of looks like a, a Metroid Castlevania. It's not called sort of Origins, though. So I think the Origins. one on the Vita. I forget what it's called. Bla- yeah. Blackgate. Blackgate. That's, that's right. it. 
Yes, yeah, it's sort of like a Metroid uh, Castlevania 2D side scroller. So it looks like it'll be fun. So I, it, that's something. There's something. <laughs> it's kind of funny because the ones I, I'm kind of like glazing here. I mean, I saw a few new ones that that I'm really happy to see. Um, you know, I suck at the kind of games Mirror's Edge are. You know, the the mechanics they require. So, yeah, I'm happy Mirror's Edge 2 is being made, but it's not a game for me. I mean, things like the standalone DayZ um, from Dean Rocket Hall, that's kind of nice to see it gets some E3 love. The Order 1886, I saw, yeah. Yeah, I saw um, Battlefront, Battle, a new Battlefront's always welcome, uh, you know, and, and DICE is not doing what I'd like to see him do with Battlefield, but... I think they're cap- very capable of making a good, um, you know, a good Battlefront game. Star Tom Clancy's The Division has me teetering. It's a third-person MMO for consoles only as of this recording. I don't know if I want to play an MMO with console shooter fans. Uh, <laughs> is my major problem with that. Uh, there was a couple others. Uh, 100, what the hell was that? The wonderful, the wonderful, the wonderful yeah. 101 actually looked pretty cool. Um, there was a, there was one or two others. John, if you wanted to add some, because you, I, you got confused. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll yeah, keep so, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's nothing new other than what I've already talked about a bit, like Quantum Break. Uh, yeah, that's it. Because I, I, I saw on Joystick that there's, there's, there's the hints that, there, that there's some kind of tie with Alan Alan Wake as well with that so uh, that anything to do with Alan Wake I'm I'm, I'm perks of my ears um, you know Wind Waker I'm I'm interested in Mario or 3D World um, and on my list I, yeah the Order 18, 1886 lo- looks pretty interesting Titanfall actually looks looks pretty neat uh, but you know I'm, I'm I, again I'm not sure if I'm, I'm going to buy a system for that but it's it, all, all that stuff looks interesting, and I'm I'm, I'm interested to to see where they uh, where they go with it and what, what else they can show. Uh, kind of like you, John. I mean, maybe maybe I should be less discriminatory because they're on systems I don't intend to buy, at least for the foreseeable future. Because Crimson Dragon for Xbox One looked really good. Um, I liked what I saw of Destiny, but again, I play MMOs on PC. You know, I mean, even if a lot of it did remind me heavily of Halo, I, I don't want to play an MMO, a shooter MMO on consoles. Now, the, for those of you that, that, that fall for, into this that sort of trap, I'm not saying PC gamers are better than console gamers. Fuck off. Most of it, most of them are horrible. But let's just say that console shooter fans tend to be of their own special breed. PC shooter fans are slightly better. Not much, slightly, and it's a real stretch that do I want to play a shooter MMO <laughs> in the first place. I like Defiance, which is the closest thing I've played to what it appears Destiny's going to be in, and they still haven't really explained this shared world shooter thing to my satisfaction. Um, damn it, there was one other I saw. I said the Order 1886, that looks really good, but again, not enough to make me spend 400 bucks for a console. Um, I will give Trials Fusion a look, but yeah, if it's a straight-up racing game with the crappy physics that their other two have that they claim up and down are 
how trial spikes really act and they don't um i want to be kind of excited for dead rising 3 because it's at because it's big open world uh, but unfortunately they made it look like cod um so i'm not i've had enough brown oh that damn it that's the other one and it's coming out on 360 and ps3 although i'm not sure if i can put myself through a stealth game um metal gear solid the phantom pain Hmm. That one looks kind of. They have Saints Row Four listed down here, but that's kind of already been announced and out. And as long as if I can beat on enemies with dildos, I'll probably buy it. <laughs> that Middle Gear looked like a little bit, a little bit like Red Dead, Red Dead Middle Gear. I kind of yeah. It depends on how much sneaking you got to do. Any other games, Glacinator? Last chance, last chance for Glacinator. Um. I'm still excited for a tearaway. I mean, that was getting like, a lot of love. I haven't looked up exactly what it is, but I saw a lot of people really excited for that one. Um, I mean, it's it's like they use they use the touchscreen, which is one of the, one of the features, which is really cool. You use a touchscreen and you touch the bottom pad and you jump when you touch the bottom pad, which nice. is I think kind of interesting. And like, there's the whole screen is a touchscreen, so you can like tear parts of the the environment away as well. I mean, it's also I like platformers, and it was the only platformer that I think was announced besides Mario. So, oh, one last one for me: uh, D4, the Sorve 65 adventure game for Xbox One. Again, not going to buy, make me buy a console, but one that I, I'm I'm interested in. Um, yeah, Titanfall looked good, but I'm leery of the only multiplayer. We're being very vague at respawn about how this game's gonna work. It looked fun, mm-hmm. but but I, I, it takes me a long time to get into the rhythm of playing a multiplayer shooter again. You know, like a few days, and so I like to have some kind of standalone thing I can practice with. To know the control mapping, to you know, get comfortable with the different guns. It's not fun trying to do that, especially if you're by yourself, um, when you have a 14-year-old screaming obscenities and 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 racist and derogatory things in your ear. Uh, you know. So, okay, so that was games. I'm sure we're going to be talking about more games as we go on, but E3 is such a mass of information. And then this year it was covered in a mass of elephant shit. Um, that it's, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find more as you go on, as we go on. But as you can see, none of us were super super enthusiastic after it was over. Um, so okay, that's been our that's been our E3 spectacular. As you can tell, all three of us, all three of us saw things we liked, but you know we weren't really sure. What was going on? If you'd like to tell us what you like, if you'd like to tell us how Sony's the greatest company ever, at least for the time being, or how Microsoft sucks and you're never going to buy anything with them again, um, we have a ton of ways you can do that. First way is Facebook. Send us a friend request. Um, we have a website. It's wonderpodonline.com. Mostly host of the podcast and a few wrestling things these days, but there's a great archive to go through. The other great thing is when I post the podcast at wonderpodonline.com, there's an embedded player. But if you want to download MP3s instead of using the embedded player, uh, we are on iTunes. 
We're also at archive.org. Just search WonderPod for those of you that don't like iTunes. Um, we have a bunch of YouTube channels. Uh, they range in everything from WonderPod Online to 36Wii. If you search around, you'll find Glacinator's YouTube channel. Uh, our good friend Chris Lloyd has his fanish channel. We have a Twitter. It's at WonderPod Online. All one word, at WonderPod Online. And none of that works for you. And I'm really tired at this point. We have an email address. It's WonderPodOnline at gmail.com. WonderPodOnline at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. At John Keogh, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. I don't think the uh, annual Glacinator tweet went off because he's had to work a lot. But you can follow him, too, if you want. Uh, I'll, I'll go post it right now. I'll do it right now. He's just, gonna go post his no. yearly tweet right now, just for the benefit of humanity. You know, yeah, a glimmer, a glimmer of hope in this week. You know, will, some at least one thing will be consistent in this world. Maybe we'll read it out on next week's show. Until episode one sixty three, people. I am Bruce McGee, and I'm really glad E three's over. See you, people. Cheers. Goodbye. Can't type and say goodbye at the same time. Nope. I mean, you can. I'll just be really loud. I'll just be like, 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 like that.